This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We just got a staring contest. I mean, you know, like who, who blinks first? <laughs> All right, listen, I'll go first. I'll be the, listen, I'll be the bigger man here. I'll be the bigger man. I'll take the high road. You know, I, I'm, oh, I'm going to okay. do... I'm going to do what the, you know, maybe the you won't. What's um, the alternative? I know there's exactly. no alternative. No alternative. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I thought that was a private. I, I thought that was private. I thought that was private. I thought that was just between us. No, uh, no, this is fair game right after it's all fair game. Right after game four, I sent Michael uh, Smith to Texas and um, best player, best player. What we saw, what we saw on Friday night was tremendous, super genius, supernatural amazing, uh, just staggering, stunning. Yes, he ha- he has been the best player in the series. He is the best player in the series until somebody comes up to him and hits him with a haymaker that knocks him out. You got to knock him out. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, and I may be trying to troll. I'm not trying to clown you. Like, like why, oh, no, why did you keep? Why did you keep arguing what was obvious? Like, you know, it's been said what? one is entitled to his opinion, his or her opinion but not his own facts. Like there was really not much dispute about who the best player has been from the beginning of the series consistently. Well, I, no, and I yet you went far. out of your way to keep saying, would, no, no, I wouldn't. Okay. No, so I, I don't know. I, I, no. I have no like, regrets. I have no regrets okay. about that. No, I have no regrets about the, okay. the process just because just because America knows Steph Curry's work because he's been on the stage six times in the last eight years because all the wonderful things we say about him. Let's not no. Let's not pretend that Jason Tatum like, oh, it's not even a discussion. No, they're both. It wasn't, was but it person? wasn't to begin with. What? It was well, that's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm, like game four. I, just just, just completely about, put it out the that. way. But I, I, it, ain't, it ain't Steph Curry. It ain't Steph Curry versus one of his brothers. It's Steph Curry versus a first team all NBA MVP candidate who you said you did on this show what well, you you thought he should have had conversation you should have had he should have had consideration for MVP Jason Tatum yeah, so it's not like Jason sick. Tatum didn't belong no, 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 no. Yeah, no. All right, let, let's let's be clear. We belong can, in the conversation. We don't we don't have to waste the show doing this, but let's just be clear. It was never about in a vacuum who the best player was. It was never about body of work. It was about from game one of these 2022 NBA finals to game two of these 22 NBA finals well, that's what we to disagree. game three okay, of these fine. 22 NBA finals. That's and now for certain after game four, there was in my mind, in most logical minds, there was never oh, a conversation about who stop the better that. player had been. It's no, I'm not going to stop that. You don't want need to stop. That's why we started the show that way. You the one got to stop. That's why we started the show that way because you was out to lunch last game week. One. And Steph Curry completely from game, game one. one. You weren't talking like this in game one. You weren't talking like this. I was. He made six three pointers. He made six three pointers in the first quarter. Hold on, hold on. He made six three pointers in the first quarter. Had twenty one in the first quarter of game one, and then had thirteen the rest of the game. They lose the game. Nobody was saying definitive. You weren't saying definitively. Steph Curry is the best player in the series. No, you weren't. But okay. But even if you were, even if you were, it is not so lopsided. I don't think when you get to the top of the mountain, I don't think you can get to the top ten players in the league. And Jason Tatum is one of those. I hope you think that right. One of the ten best players in the NBA. I don't think when you're talking about 10 versus four, 10 versus six, that it's like, oh my God, let's just walk away from the table. There's no conversation. It was a conversation, but after game four, I had no case. After game four, I I had no case. All right. I guess I guess I just don't. All right. After game one, you ain't got to furrow your brow like that, bro. No, 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 I no, it it is that deep. It's that deep for me. If I say it's that deep, it's that deep. Well, no, it's not. You. I say it's not stop. that deep. You I say it's not that deep. You stop that. You stop that. After game one, Al Horford 
looked like he was going to be the finals MVP. If you're doing, if you go give out finals MVP after game one. No, we're not doing to it. your point. I'm not doing it. No, 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 I'm no, no, I'm at, no, I'm no, listen to me. Listen to me. I'm actually supporting your point about after game one. I'm saying Al Horford was the was the clubhouse leader. If there is such a thing after one game of what looks like it's going to be a seven game series. I guess what confuses me about this conversation, if you want to call it a conversation, is whether or not you are saying that Jason Tatum was on Steph Curry's level of stardom in general or comparing their performances through the first game two or three of this series. So maybe there's some something being lost in translation. But just to kind of land this plane, it sounds like you're not taking anything back from what you said prior to game four. You're not gonna you're not gonna die on this hill for game four after game four, but you're not taking anything back. What I recognize, and I'm, I'm not taking this. back the, the process. People, okay, I'm not taking. And I, the people I, who my, watch my this show with you is, and the people who know you, go ahead. No, my go only ahead. issue with you on this is questioning. I, I, I'm taking. I'm taking exception to your questioning of the process. Uh, but it, look, if your conclusion is that Steph Curry, who has been to the finals before, who is the greatest shooter of all time, who has done a lot of wonderful things. Who is it? See, like, stop. Everybody says it. He is the greatest shooter of all, shooter of all time. That's not a slight. That's not shade. I'm, I'm, I'm listing his accomplishments. You think I'm saying it. See, the problem is your expectation. You're reading between the lines, and there's no lines to read between. He is, without dispute, the greatest shooter of all time, period. So you think I'm saying that as a loaded statement? It's not. He's a no. he's a he's a two-time MVP. He's a unanimous MVP. All of these things. If you're saying Steph Curry is great, sure. What I'm saying is that Jason Tatum, I believe, is a more complete player than Steph Curry. But Steph Curry on okay, okay. so on so, on Friday night, so, so kind of said, I got other stuff too. That's the problem. Is and maybe okay. Maybe we were having separate conversations all along and didn't realize it. I was sure. never comparing. I was never comparing the player that Jason Tatum is to the play, player that Steph Curry is. I was never comparing career accolades. I was never comparing reput reputation. We were talking about the best player in terms of their performance throughout this series. You keep bringing up their no, rankings. Okay. Here's what how, I was about but to say how do you ago. say here's what how I was do you say best ago. player? How do you say best player in the series? You're just saying best player in this particular series, but then this series goes away and we're not comparing them anymore. Both both performance okay. like best player in the series for game one, two, three. Who's been the best player in the series? Maybe the word Ben will help. Who's been the best player so far in this series? It was Steph Curry. Who is the best player in general in a vacuum? Independent of this series, it's Steph Curry, but that's not the point. The point is, all right, we wasted enough time on semantics. The point we is, wasted time. And this is what I was about to say. We the point time. I was about to say is, yeah, you go doing it again. The point I was about to say is that, and everybody who knows you, especially me, knows that you are stubborn. You are stubborn and defiant. And in that regard, in that respect, I love you for it. You have a lot in common with Steph Curry, and I love that. It's ironic. You no, have a lot I, I of time with Steph Curry. And that's what we as I'm a competitor. That. And that's what we saw. Okay, fine. That. I'm saying it anyway. That's what we that. saw on Friday night. And here's what I reject about the best shooter qualifier that you kept putting on us when me, Natalie, Vinny, anybody else last week was like, so matter of fact about Steph Curry being the best player in the series so far, you were like best shooter. And maybe you were talking about it in general because you felt like Tatum was a more complete player. I think unintentionally what you did, and I, I'm gonna say unintentionally, maybe it was intentional. I think unintentionally what you did is what many people do when it comes to Steph Curry, is his shooting is so spectacular. It's so otherworldly. It's so transcendent until what gets lost with Steph Curry is his competitiveness, is the physical specimen that he is, is the leader that he is, is the force that he is, is the wait for it, pun intended, warrior that he is. And you saw that on Friday night, all of those things on display. Now, the thing I think you and I agree on, I don't even think this is an argument between us, is that it's awfully premature. Even four brilliant games in, but in a 2-2 series where you got, it's a best of three, 
it's awfully premature right. to, to say what some have said is that regardless of the outcome, Steph has done enough from through four games to be finals MVP. That feels like an overcorrection on the part of the people who tried to say that Steph's resume was missing finals MVP. How can you give finals yeah. MVP to somebody when your boy Jason Tatum may go nuclear in two of the next three or all three games and lead the Celtics to a championship. Jalen Brown could emerge as a finals MVP. Yeah, right. I mean, I think from a Warriors perspective, it will be Steph if they win it. But in defeat, does he get it? If the if the Celtics win and, and Jason Tatum continues to I mean, he hasn't shot the ball well at all. But if Jason Tatum is yeah, spectacular right. in two of these next three games, right. they win a championship. I think that's I think it's an, I think it's it's getting that's getting out of control. It's to say that Steph's got MVP locked up right now. I think we agree on that. We agree. Not only do we agree on this. I hate this sentiment. And I'm a, I, you know, sorry, Magic, you said it. I'm going to go at you. I think it's the dumbest thing ever. I think it's the dumbest thing that you could possibly say to a competitor and think you're complimenting them. And it's actually offensive. Okay, let, let's just play it out. Let's play it out, Mike. The NBA Finals, let's say the Celtics win the NBA Finals. Let's say they win it in Game 7. Mm-hmm. So let's say they win in the Chase Center. Game 7. Yeah. Yeah. And Warriors fans are filing out of there because they don't want to be around obnoxious Boston fans. The Celtics are on the court celebrating the title, and then they say, well, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey, don't go anywhere because we got to announce the Finals MVP. And the finals MVP for averaging 30 something points and blank, blank, blank assists and rebounds and shot this from the field. Steph Curry. Is he going to come out there smiling? Is he going to come out there raising the trophy? Adam Silver hands it to him or, or Bill Russell or whoever hands it to him and he's hyped about it. And, and here's the other thing. This is like getting into the club, but then your boys can't get in. Hey, you were great, but they suck. You did everything you could. Hey, y'all lost, but it ain't your fault. You were the man. Like, how do you take that as a competitor? I think this is an outrageous idea. That's probably why should Jerry never. West is still the only one to get it on the losing team. And he That's shouldn't have gotten it. The case. I, and he shouldn't have gotten it because I went back and watched that series. I told you a while ago. I went back and watched that series. He was great. Where? Yeah. Yeah, I told you a while ago. Where'd you find, where'd you find it? <laughs> no, oh, it's, it's on, on YouTube. YouTube. It's on YouTube. Oh, is it's it? on YouTube. Is it? Okay. Okay. Man, you don't give. If you can't win the series, nobody who loses the series deserves Finals MVP. That is moronic. Finals well, MVP goes to the champ. Well, I Period. mean, listen, Bron. You can there say was the a best player. Bron, yeah. To bring it full circle, the best player didn't win Finals MVP. It's kind of right. It's kind of like what's your definition of value? How valuable can you have been to the ultimate goal if your team didn't? Could you have been if your team didn't win it? I think though what we're seeing from Steph to put a bow on it for us at least we'll come back to this in a moment is that he didn't need finals MVP to validate his all-time greatness, but this certainly helps. You know what I mean? It's like he didn't need it. He had nothing to lose and everything to gain do a performance like this. Steve Kerr, I know we preach to the choir. You know, whenever I'm done coaching, um, I will look back and just say thank you to Steph. Thanks in advance to Kurt Healing from uh, Pro Basketball Talk for joining us now. Um, I guess, how would you, wh- well, where do you stand? I mean, you know, Michael and I would think it's awfully premature. Uh, to crown Steph Finals MVP in a 2-2 series, uh, with anything anything could certainly happen. Where what was the point differential between these two teams? One point in favor of Golden State. I mean, a, a lot can happen in these next three games. It feels premature, but having said that, Steph's already won something through four games, particularly Game Four, and that's any amount of respect that he was still missing from God knows who. Fair. Yeah. Fair. First off, who is not respecting him at this point? Like, I, I, he has proven to be a legendary player. I know you were talking about the all-time greatest shooter. I don't, I don't think that's in question for him anymore. What 
has been fascinating about this series, though, is that how much they've relied on him. And and I look, we love to horse race these things, right? Like Steph Curry was also the leader in the MVP race at Christmas. Mm-hmm. That didn't really work out, right? Like I, we love to do like, well, where would it stand now? Yeah, today in a two-two series, he'd probably be the front runner. But I, Michael, you said it, and I think this is really one of the keys going into tonight. If the Celtics are going to win this thing. Jason Tatum's got to stand toe-to-toe with him. Jason Tatum's got to stop avoiding, like, trying to draw fouls and doing the little left arm hooks as he goes into the pound off two feet, go to the rim and dunk the thing, draw some fouls, kick out. He has the potential, and he does for stretches look like a guy who can be that good a player, and then he's he's not in key, in key points, and they need him to be. If he, if he wants to be listed as a... Look, he is a first-team All-NBA. He is sixth in MVP voting. But if you want to really reach the upper echelon, these are the games, right? This is the game where you've got to come out and show it. You know what, Kurt? I- I'm not sure he's got to uh, match Steph Curry toe-to-toe. What he's got to do is shoot better than 34.5% well, from it's, the field. That's what the funny thing is, it's, <laughs> it's, 30, it's actually that's be- 45 that's below. from three. Yeah, it's 45 yeah. from three. Where he gets in trouble is inside the arc. When he has to drive, he's... He's shooting just over 50% inside the restricted area. Um, He's he's not finishing well. And the Warriors, I mean, Looney's a nice shot blocker. And Draymond, when he's not out chasing Jalen Brown, can give you a little bit. Tatum's got to finish through that. He's got to knock down mid-range shots. If you want to be Kobe, dude, hit your mid-range shots. (laughs) If that's your idol, Kobe made a living in his career there, right? Like, you... I think that that's what's got to happen. Boston knows, to a man, they know what they want to do. I mean, Emma Adoka came out yesterday and said, look, if we played offense the way we're supposed to play offense and stuck to our guns, we'd be up 3-1. And I don't think he's wrong. They just, they have to stay with what works, and then Tatum's just got to knock down some shots. You know, I, tell me tell me what you guys think of this. Uh, look, look I, there's a lot of debate. There's a lot of room for debate. Ime is biased. Uh, they'd be up 3-1 if they played offense the way they should have. And then Golden State can say, hey, if we had done what we were supposed to do in game one, uh, we never would have lost uh, home court advantage to regain it in Boston. So back and forth. But I look at these two teams. I say, I think Boston, if they play natural, if they a natural, their normal game, Boston plays its normal game against Golden State playing its normal game, I think Boston is better. The problem is Golden State has played its normal game and ascended with Steph Curry doing above what he normally does. And nobody on Boston has done that. Not just uh, not just Jason Tatum. Uh, Jalen Brown hasn't done that. Marcus Smart defensively hasn't done that yet. And so I think that's where it's problematic for Boston. You can say all these things. Hey, we, got, we know what it takes, but somebody, somebody's got to be able to play a little above their normal game for, for Boston to win this thing. I thought I was talking with Grant Williams yesterday and I thought he had really insightful thoughts about what they're doing. It's like, look, we're not the more disciplined team. We're not the more poised team in this series. And that's part of what's costing them. They get away. If what works for them becomes harder, sometimes they get away from it. And he's, he owns up to it. He's like, look, the Warriors come down and they turn the ball over and they miss a couple shots and Things don't work, and they don't go away from what they want to do. They don't go away from the game plan. They keep pounding at it because they know who they are. They know what they want to do. They are very confident in it. And years of playoff, you know, being in the postseason has taught them this. They have learned these lessons that it feels like the Celtics, guys, is it just me? Like, it feels like they're still learning because they just, hey, eight minutes to go in the first, you know, in game four, we're going to go stagnant with our offense and jack up five threes in a row and and golf the ball, like, they get away from what works way too easily. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's that that everybody rightfully so made a big deal out of coming into the series 123 career finals games. Was it for the Warriors yeah. to none for the Celtics has manifested itself uh, in, in various stretches or at various times in the series. I, the idea of Boston being better and I know it felt that way after game three in particular. Michael, I remember I was premature in feeling like the Warriors were better after game two. I don't know that we can say that Boston's better. I think all we know is that Boston's bigger. I don't know that Boston's necessarily better. I, I, you know, Golden State is, has been right, right there defensively all season. 
and Golden State hasn't played his best. A various members. If you'd have told me Andrew Wiggins would have been the second best warrior, I'd have been like, ain't no way it's a 2-2 series. And yet here we are. So let me, I'll, I'll, I'll Michael, I'll do what you just did. I'll pose this question to both of you now. So now it's a best of three. Who or what, Kurt and Michael, are you betting on in these next three games? In such an evenly matched series. How, what, like, spin it forward. How do, how do you like you it? How should feel? I'm betting on me racking up a lot more American flight miles. Um, I, I, I think this thing's going seven, man. I, I don't. I, I'm. I'm hesitant with you to say Boston's the better team, but they are the bigger, more athletic team. And when they, mm -hmm. you, you go to the playground, you go to the Y, and you play. The bigger, more athletic team wins. If you're, you know, unless the other team is just a little more skilled and a little more disciplined, and that's what's happened so far. But I. I I don't see maybe Boston could rise up tonight and then close things out in game six. But I, I think I think what I'm looking for mostly is and I know we talked about Tatum. The other thing I'm just looking at is can Boston, because they're disciplined on offense, just get the Warriors to play in the half court when it's in the half court. They're still going to get some points. Curry's still going to do some ridiculous things, but their half court offense is really struggling this series. It's it's the turnovers. It's the, hey, we're going to shoot up threes that lead to long rebounds and let them get runouts. And nobody, I mean, there isn't a team out there that closes the gap like the Warriors. Is there? I mean, like, you think you've got a 10 point lead and it's gone in a flash. Mike, what are yeah, you, you know betting what, on? Mike? I, know, I know you're a betting man. What, what are you betting on these next three games if it goes seven? You talking to me or Kurt? Yeah, no, you. I said I know you're a betting man. Okay. What are you, what are you betting on okay. these next three games? Listen, uh, like I told you at the beginning, up. I told you at the beginning of the series, uh, I'm I'm keeping series dynamics in mind. I'm not I'm not playing that game. This team has momentum. This team has momentum. I think that's a figment of our imaginations and sports media. I don't think it reflects the reality of the series. There's no momentum. It's like Jason Tatum said the other day. It's a new series. It is a new series. So whatever happens in game five, I don't know what's going to happen in game five. If I need to bet on one thing or one player and you, this is going to surprise you, Mike, uh, considering no, how our conversation started today. No, uh, it's not. I'm betting on Steph Curry putting up stupid. numbers and, <laughs> and being being a guy being a guy who they still haven't solved. The, yeah. the, the Celtics haven't solved him yet. They haven't slowed him down yet. They haven't made un yeah. made him uncomfortable yet. So I think yeah. he's going to continue to do his thing, I, but he has done his thing in wins and he has done his thing in losses. So I don't know what that means for the bottom line. I just know that Steph Curry is going to show up and he's going to probably get 30 get something tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the self the Celtics would live with him getting 30 or even 40 if they don't like the let the blender start. If if everybody's not if the ball starts flying around and the backdoor cuts and the split actions happen and all these and suddenly Clay's getting open looks and Poole's getting open looks, that's where they're doomed. And the Celtics will give up, even without Horford out there, they'll give up some Curry shots to keep them one-on-one -on -one rather than, you know, to, rather than letting them look. These, their passes are way down. Their assists are way down. That's what the Celtics want. They just don't want to get it in a match where that ball's flying around because once you get scrambling against the Warriors and the chaos starts, you're doomed. Yeah. I had Warriors in seven going in. I, I still got Warriors in seven, and I think Steph's the difference. But I think we all we all would agree if it, if the if the Celtics won the next two, we know they undefeated after a loss, which bodes well for tonight, of, of course. Not that that's gonna get them a win, but if they won the next two or the Warriors won the next two, nobody would be shocked. It's just it's as unpredictable a series. As we could, uh, as we could hope for. Uh, Kurt, we predict we will see you again several times before this series is over. Thank I you, hope man. so. Appreciate you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Y'all won't believe who I'm with.
So, according to Marlon Humphrey, and since confirmed, uh, Lamar Jackson joining uh, the Ravens for mandatory minicamp. Uh, Charles Robinson, uh, what does this mean for uh, contract negotiations, which have been uh, mysterious to say the least to this point? I don't know that it necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it necessarily means anything's changed. With con I haven't heard anything as far as contract negotiations uh, changing. I mean, it means he showed up and, you know, I saw he put out, you know, he's walking off the field and I, I don't know if it was on, on Insta or where he did it, but I saw a video from Lamar basically saying, you ready for the season? I know I am. Um, you know, that's good for the franchise. There's no question that that's a positive development for the Ravens. But um, like I said, as far as what I had heard up until today, that there was no change in the contract negotiations and, He's in the fold and he's ready to go and the mystery remains, but I think is he's in the facility and he's going to play and he's there. That's all they care about right now. So that's a good thing. I guess it's a positive for Baltimore. Yeah, no, no doubt. You know, I mean, it's better, than the yeah. it's better than the alternative, but I guess yeah. sorry to Michael, just to follow up here is like, yeah. is it kind of telling as far as like, okay, like if he were unhappy or if he were holding right. out for a better offer, he doesn't right. show and any risks incurring fines for missing a mandatory team activity, but he does show up. He ain't trying to give away the money he's got already. Right. Is it can can I can I read into it that it's like maybe he just doesn't want to do a contract right now. As odd as that is, as unusual yeah. as that is, when somebody's trying to give you that deal, maybe he's like, nah, I want to I want to get my bag when there's an even bigger bag to get. If that makes sense. I I think. I think you can read into it that way. Like, I think they're, like I said, even the Ravens are like, we don't get it. Like they're perplexed. They're like, they don't. And, and when you talk through that sort of avenues with them, like, Hey, let's, let's talk this out logically, unless you're holding some cards that I don't know about. Let's talk about this logically. Um, why could he be doing this? The Ravens see that they see, you know, they're sitting there going, Hey, there's some other quarterback con you know, contracts that are coming in. Um, the franchise tag number is going to be remarkably attractive if he really wanted to push it that far and we were going to tag him um, in, in 2020, what it would be 2023 now. Um, if we're going to tag him in 2023, it's going to be a big tag. I mean, it's 35 million north, maybe $40 million for the, for the franchise tag by the time it rolls around in, in 2023. Um, so they get, I think they understand that. Like if, it, if this is about just maxing it out, um, that makes sense to them. If it is uh, about Lamar Jackson not wanting to be there, having some issue with the franchise, they don't understand that because they're they're not getting any indication that he's unhappy with the team or the coaching staff or anything that's going on in the organization. That would be news to them. So I think, you know, it's crazy that we're all still trying to deduce what exactly is going on with, with Lamar. But if let's just take the NFL for what it is and history for what it is and contract negotiations for what they are, follow the money, right? If he's betting on himself right now, he's going to make a hell of a lot of money as long as he's able to stay on the field and, and play at a near MVP level. Okay, uh, let, let's uh, let's play a game here, though. Um, Lamar Jackson, let's say Lamar Jackson does want to stay. And, and, and just magically, he said, I'm ready to do a contract right now. June 13th, I'm ready to do a contract with the Baltimore Ravens. What kind of numbers are we talking about? Who, oh, what, what neighborhood are we in? Are we in Deshaun Watson neighborhood? Um, where, where, where are we going? And, and what, what are we, what are we looking at? I would, I would dial him in at, you know, 45 million, 45 to $50 million. It would be Deshaun Watson neighborhood, but that's another thing too, that, that is going to be interesting to see how complicated the Kyler Murray deal is, which, you know, I, again, I, I told you guys, before, I, I think, yeah, he showed up today and I do think that's going to get done. The, if you listen to the Cardinals, they've been optimistic. And Steve Kime has said, in, you know, on the record, off the record, like he has been confident, like, hey, just give it time. It's going to get done. That's how he's felt. It's going to be interesting, though, to see whichever quarterback, you know, uh, deal comes first, and it would seem to be Kyler, to see now how Deshaun Watson's deal has changed that negotiation. Because if you're Kyler Murray, you're now sitting there going, yeah, you know what? I'd like a fully guaranteed deal. Deshaun got it. Like, why can't I get a fully guaranteed deal? If you're a top 10 quarterback, you should be Every saying- Every top I 10 want quarterback 
every top 10 quarterback that does not have 24 sexual assault lawsuits against him should be trying to get a fully guaranteed deal. Yeah, that should be like, the I mean, standard I, now, fully guaranteed that's deal. That's why those owners were pissed, right? Because it's yeah, just like, what, are you, what am I going to tell Joe Burrow? What am I going to tell Justin yes. Herbert? What am I yes. going to, you know? The, Cle- <laughs> Listen, no? the, Cle- the Cleveland Browns and Jimmy Haslam, um, like I told you when I was at the owners' meetings, after that all came down, um, mm. and I watched you know, Jerry Jones and Arthur Blank, and I watched some people kind of roll by by Jimmy Aslam without a, hey, how you doing, without a hello. Did they bump like, him? It, did, they, did, felt, did they bump him by accident? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it felt a little cold. Or, or mumble, like, mumble under their breath. This is right here. If he, had had, if he had had textbooks in his hands, they would have been slapped out of him, okay? I would have told right. you that. A, a kick me sign on his back. <laughs> yeah, so... It's uh, it's now you're gonna see though, how how does that Watson contract uh come in? Because as important as the Watson contract is, I think people should understand the one that comes after it is equally as important, because that is going to decide whether or not the Watson contract is an outlier, or whether it is now a standard. Because you know what? Yeah, exactly, exactly right, Michael. If the second contract is similar to what Watson got, and particularly considering the guarantees. That is now your precedent. That's bedrock. Hmm. Um, meanwhile, uh, what do you make of uh, Tyreek Hill's kind of landing on thick <laughs> on a lot of levels? Uh, grass yeah. is greener. We knew it was, gr- it was literally greener for him in Miami, but uh, the idea that he wasn't utilized properly in Kansas City, um, wow. you know, and, and then that he feels like in some respects he upgraded. To Tua who he claims is more accurate, which, all right, it, it, I, I'm gonna use this in another context, Michael. If it is, I ain't seen it, but okay. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but I, I mean, what's, what's, what is Tyreek Hill just cozying up to his quarterback? Uh, or or, or is the, there some truth to it? What are they saying in Kansas City for that matter? What's the lyric? Love the one you're with? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, Eagle he's loving the one he's loving the one he's with. There's no doubt about that. I mean, Colin, look, I mean, first off, if I'm Tua, okay, I'm probably sliding up to Tyreek Hill and just saying, yo, man, like, it's all right. Like, you know, like, like you just, ain't got to not, lie to kick it, bro. <laughs> but, no, no, but, but just, let, let's just, let's just not, you know, let's not provide comparisons for people now to make. <laughs> you know, moving into next season because that's going to be a thing now, okay? Like, listen, every Kansas City fan... It was already a thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. It was already a thing, and now he said, well, you know, don't worry about the arm, but I mean, but accuracy. So now it's going to be an accuracy thing. Like, like, everyone's going to be looking into his accuracy. And, um, you know, look, the not not being used... uh, Come on, man, let's be honest. Like, this is is wide receiver 101. It's always A.J. Brown. I'm the best receiver that's ever played for you. I mean, I'm sorry, but you know, my boy Derek Mason played for the Titans. <laughs> like, like you know, you get this is just how wide receivers operate. So to me, the idea that he was like, I could have caught more, I could have done more, I could have had more. That's just germane, I think, to the elite levels of the position. I'm fine with that. I don't care about that. Um, mm-hmm. Any 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 wide receiver will always tell you their numbers could have been better than what what they ultimately were. And by the way, he had some drops. By the way, I just want to say there were there were a couple of times where he could have caught things. And maybe he would have had better numbers if he was just held onto a ball, if we're going to be completely honest. Um, but, and that's what, maybe that's what the Chiefs might say. <laughs> maybe maybe behind closed doors, they might say, catch the ones we throw to you. Um, but, you know, in, in terms of, I, I just think the bigger deal is the Tua thing. Like, I, I think he just needs to stop engaging people on Tua and just kind of let it be. Go out, ball out make to help make to a great player and and don't have to speak on it and especially don't compare him to Patrick Mahomes in any way shape or form yeah. this mistake. I mean, yeah. he's comparing Tua to Patrick Mahomes. They haven't been in pads yet, right? They haven't put on pads. So yeah, I was it pretty might accurate be easy. too in shorts, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. I mean, you got a guy in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, you can do a lot of wonderful things until until you give him pads. But let me, let me ask you this because it seems like this was only a matter of time. He was bringing up some stuff, some some granular things. I'm like, man, well, okay, what, what, what are we talking about here? Hey, they wouldn't let me go see in Kansas City. They wouldn't go let me see my grandfather who had prostate cancer. But I asked Mike McDaniel now, and he says, yeah, go ahead and go. One, I say, what are you asking to get out of now? The season hasn't even started. 
right and you're already asking to get out of something now and uh, are there big were there bigger issues in Kansas City that maybe uh, I don't know if it was Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid Mahomes they were right. able to keep them pressed down to protect themselves and to protect Tyreek from himself um, well, first off, the enemy is a, he's a tough coach. Okay. Like, I think people should understand that. Like, he's a hell of a motivator, but he's also, you know, he coaches guys hard. Like, he's not, he's, that's, that's, this is part of Eric the enemy that I think people haven't, you know, necessarily become accustomed to. But when you talk to players, um, they'll tell you, like, he'll, you know, got a little, I mean, he's not like, we're not talking like Todd Haley, Greg Williams, like kind of craziness, like nothing like that. But, you know, He'll he'll get up in your kitchen and and he'll coach you hard. And sometimes there are players that aren't always going to like to hear that, or at times they'll kind of feel pissed off about it. I don't think it necessarily lingers. I don't know that's necessarily an Eric B. Enemy thing. Um, I I don't know. Like I, I my biggest thing when I heard him start to talk about, as you said, the granular things, the things that maybe are going on behind the scenes that he's upset about. I will say this about the Chiefs. They stuck by him at a very difficult time, yeah. okay? When that audio tape comes out and the Chiefs are saying, hey, wait, let it be heard in its totality. Um, you know, we've got snippets of it, this, that, and the other. Not only did they stand by him at that time, they then paid him afterward. And, you know, remember, that was, that was before his first big contract extension. And so the organization sits there and they go, man, we feel like we... For, in terms of good faith measures, we were there. Like we were there for you, and we, you know, we paid you, and we stuck by you. And um, so I, I think if they were being completely honest about, it, they'd probably be. They they would tell you they're a little disappointed that it's not as amicable as it could be, and it's certainly not from their end. It's from his end. Like you know, he's. I feel like he's. I don't know if Tyreek Hill feels like he has to justify moving on from Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and that offense and the dynamic duo that those two players were. And so he's sort of like, mm -hmm. well, there's a reason why I'm here and it's not just money. Like, think about that for a second. Like, because a lot of people are going to go, well, aren't you, feels like you're downgrading from organizations. Feels like you're downgrading at quarterback. You're okay. Maybe coach. you're upgrading in terms of, yeah. yeah, the coach, you know, you don't know. We'll see Mike McDaniel. I mean, Mike yeah. fantastic as a head coach. A player that will be Andy Reid in year one. That's a downgraded well, coach, too. If you don't want to. I'm sure none of us wants to hear we just did something for the money, right? Oh, we, we we're worse off now than we were before, but we took the money, you know. Depends on how much. Okay, right. right, 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 right. No, I, I hear you. Don't no, no, I hear you? Right. But you know, you just, you still, even though, even even if it's right. just about the money, you still want to justify yeah. it in ways where you're like, sure. well, I feel like I have a little more freedom here. I feel like you know, you just, yeah. it's just, yeah. I think it's well, human nature. I, I let. Last question I got for you before we let you go is like the Chiefs, you know, lowest of keys. Do they feel like they're better off? They don't have a Tyreek Hill, but right. Hardman's got the speed, Schuster, MVS, Justin Ross, and Sky Moore promising rookies. I mean, you know, Josh Gordon is it's like, you know, I use that word again, egalitarian. Could it be dynamic in its own way without, a, you know, Patrick Mahomes having to force feed it to Tyreek Hill as much as well as he was as great as he was with the ball in his hands taking the top off. Okay, I should just shut up now. You shake your head. No, they're gonna miss Tyreek Hill. That's it. <laughs> just, I'm gonna be stop real. To, listen, stop trying listen. to. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be real. They do not think they are better off without Tyreek Hill. Okay, 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 like okay cool. I, look, they the see, feeling is not mutual. Then. They, <laughs> okay. No, no. I mean, look. They, they, the old, they, are, they are. Look, they're definitely silver lining it. Okay, they're sort of like, yeah, well, right. salary. That's what gonna I was help. doing. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and they're sitting there going, we do have young players. We have guys that we feel like, you know, um, can can Patrick Mahomes help bring a little bit more out of, uh, you know, Valdez Scantling, maybe. But I mean, he also played with Rodgers. You know, it's not like he didn't yeah. play for a great quarterback before. You know, you talk about Hardman. Yeah. Okay, well, Hardman's been there. So it's like, yeah. okay, like, doing, you know, where we thought that by now they had sort of seen what they were going to get out of him. They're still kind of like, all right, come on, what are we going to get? So, you know, they're not they're not fools, okay? They're they know that this was a special player. He was the kind of dynamic player that defenses had to plan for and that they could streamline a lot of things through him. And by the way, you could never cover him one on one. That was a huge mistake. So he automatically accounted for two, if not three players on defense, and often how schemes shifted. So 
you know, they're not going to say they're better off, but they're going to try. Right. They're going to hope not better. That, just they're going to hope that it dynamic. turns out good. Yeah. Listen, here, here's the thing. They're going to sit there and go, well, let's let's wait and see how things look in 2024. Because now I think they feel like they at least have some options and some flexibility moving forward. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're, you know, I don't think they want to measure this in 2022. I think they want to look, you know, a couple years down the road when Hill's a little bit older. Yeah. And we'll yeah. see how healthy he is and what the salary right. scale looks like. I, okay, I, I I wouldn't put it past them to be dynamic differently. You were always dynamic, right. my friend. You dropping bombs <laughs> left and right. I don't know about that. Appreciate you, Charles. All right, guys. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal. And when you gamble, betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And I went Russell at the five. Um, I went Magic, excuse me, I went Michael and Steph in the backcourt. I went LeBron at the three and I went Duncan at the four. Um, so that was that. Why you looking, you why you looking like you want to throw up in your mouth? Lose how? You can lose. With that group? Why? Hold on. You, no, say, you say it again. Who, who, who you have in the backcourt? Who do you have in the backcourt? Steph, Steph and Jordan. Steph, Michael okay. Jordan. All right. right. Then at the three. LeBron, LeBron at the three. Duncan at the four. Duncan at the four. And Russell at the five. You ain't scoring against that group. And you can you talk have trash about Steph if you want. Wait, you, you can talk trash about Steph if you want. You ain't. You're not. Eat, you're not gonna eat. You're not getting. You're not scoring at the rim against Duncan and Russell. You ain't. You ain't scoring. And, I, and then I got LeBron as a chess piece and Michael Jordan. I'm gonna be careful to not talk so loud. I'm gonna be careful to not talk so loud, considering I'm in Chase Center and we just got fans talking to Steph, which means he could be on the. I other was about side to ask you. <laughs> but, but, um, you can score on Steph. Steph's greatest defense is his offense, right? You can and score on him, but he, he ain't the liability you people have made him out to be. You saw that at the end of that last game. He's not who, underrated. Who He's underrated people? on defense. Who are you? You people. people. You people. What do you mean, you people? You people. <laughs> Yeah, Steph was feeling himself. Oh, stop it! Friday night. See, I, like, so I'm feeling, like I'm feeling myself. Here. I brought, I bring, re- I brought dude. the receipt. I saved my receipts. You know when you go to drive no, through, no. like, would you like a receipt? I say yes. Give me my receipt. That's I, I'm that. I'm you that guy. Take, I got. I keep receipts. You gonna take one game? You gonna take one great game, and say this where justifies? This justifies my ridiculous. <laughs> this justifies my ridiculous take where I pick Steph over. No, Madden. it wasn't ridiculous. So one one no, playoff game. No, it wasn't ridiculous. Hey, hey, it wasn't Magic, ridiculous. And it wasn't that Magic one game. Magic done bench like in the finals earlier. too. Like you he said earlier. He got championships too. Like you said earlier, my process was right then and it's right now. It's righter now. I didn't now. say that. Why do I, besides, why would I need Magic I never said that. when I got LeBron? I, no, honestly, Vinny, in all seriousness, all seriousness, let's go back to that just for one quick second. You know how like you could take Michael and Kobe, but Kobe's like a clone of Michael. So if you want variety, you may not take them both, right? Why would I take LeBron? Why would I take Magic if I got LeBron? I kind of got the same thing there. But I got Steph. But the point is, and you can respond to that if you want, Vinny, but also take it here. What has this series, regardless of whether he ends up getting finals MVP or not, regardless of whether the Warriors end up winning or not, they're still gotta win two out of the next three. What has this series done for Steph's reputation? So do it all that which you please. It's a weird thing because you feel like he's earning more respect, but I don't think there was any more respect that he should have been earning. You know, throughout this, I don't think that he's ever truly come up short in the NBA Finals any more or less than Magic Johnson ever came up short in the NBA Finals where Magic was swept in 1983 by the 444 76ers, and then he choked away the 84 Finals against the Celtics, but nobody considers Magic any less of a clutch player even though he has those yeah. scarlet letters on on his docket. You know, Steph has 2016 on his docket. Other than that, in the finals, he's played, you know, up to par, if not better. You don't remember, like, a specific game or so. Like, you remember game four. I think game four is that, you know, that crown jewel game. Like, if you're going to say 
the, the odd thing to me about Steph, guys, is most times, unless you're Michael or LeBron, depending on what you think their best finals game is, usually it happens when you first get there. Magic's 42, mm -hmm. 15, and 7. That was his rookie year. That was his sixth finals game. Isaiah's ankle mm -hmm. game was his first finals trip, his sixth NBA finals game. You know, Michael Jordan yeah. has a bunch of those. You know, so depending on what you think his best finals game is, it could have been the, the three-point game against Portland or the 55-point game, you know, against Phoenix. Or if it, if it was the flu game, yeah, he was 33, 34 years old. But usually, by and large, it happens early. Steph has been a veteran of the finals and has produced yeah. his signature game this late in his career, almost in a way that, in a weird way that people gave Kevin Durant respect for that game five against Milwaukee oh, last year and said, yeah, last year, it seems yeah. like the same tone is happening this year. But I didn't feel like KD had anything to prove last year. I don't feel like Steph has anything to prove now. Well, I was saying this earlier that he didn't, and we talked about this with you, Vinny. He didn't need a Finals MVP to validate his greatness, but it certainly, no. in this series, this statement series, this signature series, that signature game does certainly help. Like he had everything to gain, but nothing to lose. You mentioned 2016. I was thinking this earlier. It's almost if, if, if they end up winning this and he keeps this kind of play up and he's finals MVP, it's almost like LeBron coming back from the 3-1 against his Warriors. Like there was nothing else you could say about LeBron after that. You could reach for it and you could try, but it's like he, he became like case closed. If Steph ends up winning this when it feels like it's case closed, there's nothing you can say to disparage him. Even though even before you probably couldn't say much to disparage him, but this kind of performance is like there's no more qualifying him. Oh, and Michael, by the way, I realize how we got our wires crossed earlier. I really do. I never can. I never realized that you were saying that you felt like Jason Tatum either had surpassed Steph Curry on the NBA hierarchy or was just a more complete player at this point than Steph Curry. So Vinny back to you. What I was just saying is I think this series Steph has shown himself to be that not just the complete player, but the complete competitor leader force of nature tone setter even defender in pockets where necessary, not elite, that maybe he wasn't given proper credit for before this series. I think to me, and, and this is this is how I put Monica. some of those things Sorry. in the context. This yeah. is how I put some of those things in the context. I respect a guy like Muhammad Ali, whose sweatshirt I'm wearing. I respect him more for what he did when he was past his prime, when he was working off of guile and a little more skill as opposed to raw athleticism than the guy who beat Sonny Liston. You know what I mean? You might respect the guy a little bit more when he knows he doesn't have the margin for error, when he knows like that he's not at his athletic peak. Yeah, when, when you're not at rope-a-dope in the way that you kind of trick a guy, but I know I have to use my mind as much as I have to yeah. use my gifts. And I think yeah. Steph, we've all seen Steph play in games and series where he can be loose with the ball. He can throw those crazy hook passes and it can wind up having consecutive turnovers. In game four, there was only one pass, and I was like, Steph, you can't do that. And it led to a timeout in the fourth quarter, and next thing you know, he came roaring back. Like, he played a tight game. Like, that's the best word that I can say to describe it. It was a tight game. It wasn't, lack of a better phrase, it wasn't a four-verse song. It was a two-verse song and a hook and a bridge, and it was perfect, I tell you. That was his most perfect and desperate game that I've ever seen him play where he knew he didn't have the margin for error, and he knew that only he could bail his team out. What I think that this playoff run or this finals is doing for Steph is sort of reacclimating him to the top of the NBA hierarchy in a way that this regular season didn't do because of his injury and because the way his play tailed off. But he's shown that he's just as capable to do it on call, which to me might be better than doing it over the course of 82 games and just doing it over seven. This, 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 fellas, this is how my brain works. I'm trying to think of a song that fits that profile. <laughs> Because like, okay. it wasn't song. I was gonna go Stevie because y'all like to talk about Stevie the two of y'all. Song of the King of Life. As is, is it Stevie? Is it Kiss? You know, is it Kiss from Prince? Is it uh, Let's Stay Together from Al Green? I, like, I'm trying to think of, like one of those like tight I, I, lean yeah, was, songs where you keep coming thing. back. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but it anyway, could be, I want to be a lover you. from Prince. That's what it could be. I want to be oh, that's a lover. Good. Just, just eight tight. minutes, just real tight. That's an eight minute jam. If you let it ride, if you let it ride, if you let it ride. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them DJs don't. They try to cut it down. Like, hey, don't mess with it. Just let it play all the way out. Um, 
Is this Draymond Green situation much ado about nothing with Steve Kerr going offense defense, defense with him in, in, in crunch time in the fourth quarter or hey, they good. Draymond understands Steve. Steve understands Draymond and they just on the game five. The results will dictate whether someone is right or wrong. You know, what I mean, the results will dictate whether we believe Draymond. This is the start of the decline of Draymond Green or if he has just enough left. Like when you look at it, when I look at Draymond Green, he's 6'6". And he's always been 6'6". He didn't shrink or grow over the past two or three years or from six years ago when he was at his height. All those years, all those beatings, it takes a toll and you can't rebound like physically. You can't rebound the same way that you did before. You know what I mean? Like, remember in 2016, I think he was a 36 or 37% three-point shooter. Like, that guy doesn't exist anymore because of the beating your body and it takes on your legs and everything else. And he's 33 years old. Like, he's not a he's not a young man anymore. He's he's old guy at the club. We just don't think of him being the old man at the club. He's got a he's got two, the, two step now. He got the Bluetooth in his it, ear? With the, and the fedora. And the the big Bluetooth in his ear, not like the not the AirPods, the, the big one with the blue the blue light at the end where he just walking through and talking. I'm like you talking to me? No, no, I'm on the phone. That, like that's where he's at now, but he can still be effective. My my thing is, you're playing against Robert Williams III, you're playing against Al Horford. Those are bigger dudes, and Al Horford's not the greatest athlete, but Robert Williams III, that's a jumper, that's a leaper, that's somebody that's going to make you flinch when you come down the lane. So. Nobody's going to expect Draymond Green to be a scorer, but he has to be a threat to score. Otherwise, you're just going to pack the paint. And I don't know if Golden State can win if they don't have another sterling performance like they got from Steph. You're asking Steph that we need you to save us two more times in the next three games. I don't know how realistic that is. You know what I mean? It can happen because we've seen it happen. But are you willing to bet on that unless Draymond comes okay. to the party, unless Clay has a game? I think game five might be a Clay game. But wait, Michael Holly, you said the series was over in five. He said Celtics in five. Uh -huh. I did. So I might have to move it you to still... six. Celtics in six? What you got? Or I just got many, what you six. got? That's all. I'm a game off. Seven, because I'm a win. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Bro, I'm going to my son's 8th grade promotional exercise. After today, Michael, I'll have hey. two high school children. I'll have two high schoolers after today. So, I'll see you later, Congratulations. Man. Congratulations, I told you I'm Mason. teaching Savannah to drive, right? You know Savannah driving Ooh, now? that's scary. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.